Hey everybody, it's Erin Albert. It is Tuesday, March 24th. I hope you are all still hunkered down safe wherever it is that you are. I know a lot of the pharmacists out there are essential employees, so I know you're hard at work and risking your life for your patients. So by the way, thank you for that. And thank you to all the workers out there who are essential, our grocery store clerks and stockers, our major big box store folks, our pharmacists, our healthcare providers, and pharmacists are part of being a healthcare provider. So thank you one and all for your service at this crazy COVID-19 time. And Unfortunately or fortunately, I think this is the week that is going to be sentinel, at least according to a lot of the trackers online for the United States. I know particularly New York, California, Washington State are still uh, skyrocketing in terms of their numbers of cases, and it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But I am not here to be a Debbie Downer today. I am here to give you the facts and give you some information that I found around the internets, particularly for my pharmacist friends out there, about what's going on, not only with COVID, but some of the trickle-down effects of COVID-19 as well. So first and foremost, I wanted to let you all know that several state boards of pharmacy are out there putting emergency rules in place about how to dispense chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, and uh, antibiotics related to COVID-19 alleged prevention or treatment. Now, this has been kind of a contentious issue in that there are policymakers at the federal level level who are hopeful, quote unquote, about using these therapies for prevention and or treatment of uh, COVID-19. However, uh, there are some serious clinical issues with utilizing drugs off-label, as all the pharmacists out there already know. Both uh, azithromycin as well as uh, hydroxychloroquine, they both have um, issues with QT prolongation, so cardiac arrhythmias could come up with dispensing those drugs, especially cumulatively. Uh, I noticed that and have been publishing in Pharmacy MTMS Group on LinkedIn, which, by the way, only uh, allows certified technicians in pharmacy as well as pharmacists into that group. Uh, about the various states that have emergency rules on the book now about dispensing chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine and or uh, azithromycin. Uh, Ohio, Rhode Island, Texas, West Virginia, New York have now all added some type of updates to uh, their boards of pharmacy emergency rules around dispensing of these drugs. North Carolina didn't really change any rules per se, but it it did emphasize using your professional judgment once again for dispensing uh, these drugs. All of these uh, are over at Pharmacy MTMS again in uh, a post about emergency rules via state boards of pharmacy. I would encourage you, whatever states you are licensed in as a pharmacist, to go look at those state board of pharmacy uh, websites to see if there's been any emergency rules added uh, before you head out to work if you are an essential employee and still in the trenches in pharmacy. 
Also, there's a groundswell of activity over at Facebook with the group that I mentioned before uh, around COVID-19. If you're not a pharmacist or you are, if, if you are a pharmacist and not yet part of that group, I would highly encourage you to join that group as well. I'll make sure that the link is in show notes here. And then last but not least, I kind of wanted to go around the internets this morning and see what's going on in terms of drug pricing relative to uh, COVID-19 and kind of what the trends are there. Uh, I found a really great uh, survey update of NADAC March 24th uh, today over at 46 Brooklyn. If you don't follow 46 Brooklyn, I would highly encourage you to do so. What they do is data visualizations of the NADAC, and that's the National Average Drug Acquisition Cost Survey. That is put out by CMS, and they create these bubble charts to show you what drug pricing is going up and going down. Uh, And according to the report by 46 Brooklyn this morning, there was a 30% increase in the number of generics with double-digit price increases um, from the last NADAC that was recently published. So... This was in the month of February. You can see the charts over at 46 Brooklyn. Obviously, uh, there's this drug hoarding phenomena going on out there where folks are trying to get 90-day supplies of their drugs and uh, hunker down, if you will, so they don't have to keep going back to the pharmacy. Unfortunately, this is putting pressure on supply chain inventories um, and potential opportunism there with supply chains in drugs as well. Uh, There could also be some ramifications around manufacturing, particularly in China, shutting down uh, with the COVID-19 issues, which also may in turn cause some drug shortages. There's also a lot of speculation on COVID-19 treatments, of course, around the Internet, Twitter being kind of one of those uh, interesting places and All of this is putting extra burden and stress on pharmacy. And uh, I just wanted to let you all know what I've been finding online. Of course, I look every morning at the Johns Hopkins Coronavirus Resource Center tracker. For those of you in Gen X, one of my friends called it kind of war games, if you will, for coronavirus. It does do a nice job of showing the total number of confirmed cases. As I publish this right now, we're around 300 and almost 96,000 total confirmed cases of the coronavirus globally. Uh, Of course, with Italy now being in the unfortunate lead of having over 6,000 deaths from coronavirus. But this tracker, I'll make sure I also put in show notes for you because it's it's a good place to kind of see the big picture. Unfortunately, we're still on the uptake globally of uh, increased cases. I know here in Indiana, we're having increased number of cases as well. There are several states around the U.S. now that are completely shut down. Um, Indiana's pretty much one of those except for any kind of uh, medical needs that you have to go out for and or groceries or drugs. So we're on, I believe, day nine of the president's 15-day basically hunker down, shelter in place initiative. I hope you all are doing that as well. Um, If you can't because you are an essential employee, again, thank you for risking it all for all of us and our patients out there to uh, make sure that they still have the drugs and the services that they need. 
to stay healthy. So I will be sure to put all these links in show notes for you. I just wanted to do a quick podcast and and let you know where I was finding things around the internet that were validated and of interest. And uh, keep your eye on your state board of pharmacies websites as well, because a lot of these, like, for example, the state of Ohio had their hydroxychloroquine emergency rule. They met emergently, emergently on Sunday, this past Sunday. So unusual times, unusual circumstances, but stay vigilant out there. Everybody. Hunker down, have a safe and great rest of the week. If you're getting a little cabin fever, uh, I would suggest going out to Twitter. And I'm trying to post places for you to get your education uh, buttoned up right now. Right now is a great time if you are stuck at home to kind of level up on your own education. I know I'm going to continue to try to knock out my CE, my continuing education as a pharmacist this week while I'm at home. And... uh, yeah, we're all just doing the best that we can right now. So everybody have a great rest of the week. I hopefully should be back on Friday. Hopefully there'll be some good news out there. And until then, stay safe.